Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Welcome to our bonus episode featuring the history of LA Tech Week and LA Tech Week 2022. In this episode, you're going to meet community builders from Los Angeles who have helped transform Los Angeles into becoming one of the top tech cities in the world. It is so exciting and becoming a top tech city is simply not possible without community builders. None of LA Tech Week 2022 would be possible without Katia. Make sure to follow Katia on Twitter. That's K-A-T-I-A-A-M-E-R-I enjoy the episode. I'm so excited to have Cam featured on this LA Tech Week edition. Cam, why don't we start off? Go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Esprit. I've lived a few different lifetimes before I was in the world of technology. And I started the first co-working space in LA, which was called Coloft, which basically built the LA tech scene as we know it. And you were even called the godmother of Silicon Beach by one of the most popular tech media companies. Yes. And it became a nickname that stuck for a very long time. (laughs) So Cam and I got to meet because Cam and her co-founder came in. I had I was building my action sports social network and I had an office in Santa Monica that had a movie theater. This is before there was any tech scene whatsoever. I would have these entrepreneur anonymous nights. <laughs> I listed them on Meetup and Cam and her co-founder came and they said, "We're building a co-working space in Santa Monica." And I said, "What's co-working?" <laughs> Yep. 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 It was before anyone knew what the hell it was. We had signs on Koloft that said, what is this place? With like a little description. (laughs) And she said, we just came back from San Francisco and they have all sorts of co-working there. (laughs) Yeah. It was a place we went to in San Francisco. We got so inspired and we came back looking for it and didn't find it. So we decided to build it. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, and history, some people may not know because I was there for it. And I remember I was physically there. And Cam, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, I feel single handedly built the Los Angeles tech community through Twitter. <laughs> Would you say that is accurate? Through Twitter and Koloft. (laughs) Well, yeah, through Twitter and Koloft because it was was the Koloft Twitter. But, I mean, it was her just on Twitter. I mean, it's funny because now in 2022, Twitter is where the LA Tech community is at. It's, It's such a great hub to plug into LA Tech. And it's crazy to think that even all those years ago, what like what year was that, Cam? We opened in 2010, early 2010. 
So even even what 12 years ago, that's crazy that that was 12 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, Cam was utilizing Twitter in order to unify the community. And so, yeah, I mean, Twitter, Twitter is a phenomenal tool if you're in the right spaces. I feel like if you're in the wrong spaces, then you get lost in the negativity. But if you're in the right spaces, it's an amazing way for the community to connect together. I totally agree. Twitter was beautiful for Koloft. It has nothing to do with what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've completely transitioned out of the entire tech space. At this point, I am a intuitive coach, inspirational speaker, and guide focused on helping women really embody their divine feminine. I help empower women at a really deep level, helping them heal core traumas and releasing beliefs that no longer serve. Walk us through in your former life, what was your involvement in LA Tech Week and in, you know, helping build the LA Tech community? I remember some notable events you had. Uh, Simon Sinek was Start With Why at Coloft and so many others. Tell us more about the activity you did, which led to LA being to what it is today. Yeah, well, events were a really, really big part of Coloft and a really big part of what ended up building the community. We partnered with a lot of events like Tech Week, and we also hosted a lot of events, smaller events. Tech Week was too big to fit in Coloft, but we hosted a lot of different ones. And it was really a philosophy of what serves the community. What event will the community truly gain from? So yeah, we had Simon Sinek. We had a beautiful partnership with Startup Weekend. Startup Weekend was a really, really integral part of Coloft becoming what it became. And we helped each other grow, which was really awesome. We had some beautiful companies launch out of Startup Weekend that are well known to this day. Tech Week was one of the ones that came along and we did like a, I would call it a strategic partnership with them where we helped them spread the word because we had the audience and That's kind of the beginning of how we got involved with them. And then I did some panels with them, hosted some panels with them, moderated some panels. And they, yeah, they had a really, a really, really great event at that time. The first time I remember they came in was 2011. 2011. (laughs) 2011. Wow. That's what I remember. I'm pretty sure it was either 2011 or 2012. Pretty sure it was 2011. That's when they did what was called the Tech Week 100, where they picked the most influential people in the technology space in LA. And I was one of them, along with a lot of other great people, investors and, you know, big founders and whatnot. 2012, I was out of commission because I had two babies. And then 2013, (laughs) I remember they came back and that's when I did a few panels with them and they had a really big venue this time. And it was, it was a really great event. One of the things that you left out, which was just really exciting for for that particular era, is during a startup weekend at Coloft, Ashton Kutcher actually came in and invested in one of the companies pitching. That was such an incredible story. He walked in. It was so this was Startup Weekend. It's a three day event, starts on Friday, ends on Sunday. And basically, people have to build a company in a weekend fully. Like you have to have a full demo shown and present it on Sunday night. And Ashton Kutcher shows up on Sunday to hear the demos. 
and to hear the presentations. And he walks in with Demi Moore. They were together at that time. And I remember looking at the door of Koloft and seeing him walk in and being like, what in the hell is happening right now? (laughs) And I like looked around to the first person that I knew and I'm like, that's Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) And he was the coolest guy. He was walking around talking to all the different startups, giving such beautiful feedback, really, really smart guy. And he ended up investing a million dollars in the winner of that particular startup weekend, within three days, he invested a million dollars. It was a really cool story. That ended up making Startup Weekend like more popular than the most popular concerts in LA because our next Startup Weekend sold out in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's that crazy. So cool. That was so cool. Because LA Tech Week is essentially a concept that a lot of people every year get behind to create something new and rally the community together. I think the ethos of LA Tech Week is that word community. And there's no one that represents the word community more than you. What do you think it means to build community? And my intent behind asking this is actually kind of like has a, what's it called? Has a subtweet. I don't know what the term, um, A lot of people sometimes feel they don't know the right people to get into certain things or they don't have the access that they need to get. And I think community isn't something you have to wait to be invited to. What do you think about that? How can someone without any contacts, without knowing anyone, be an integral part of the community and create community? How can someone who is not part of a community create a community? Or or just doesn't feel like they have the network. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I did. <laughs> I came into the Coloft world, the tech world. I was, I had nothing to do with any of that. I mean, we had come from a failed technology startup, but I had no network whatsoever. I didn't know one person in the technology space at all in LA. And really, it was a combination of things. One was connecting with local events that were already happening. And at that time, there was literally one event, if you remember Startups Uncensored, that Jason Nazar had. That was the only event that was happening at that time where the collective 90 people in the tech scene were at. Like, that's how small the LA tech scene was. There were like 90 people. And so we connected with that event. We spoke to Jason. We were able to let people know what we were building and then connected with some key influencers, so to say, in the, in the scene, be it investors or someone like you or anyone else that was willing to hear what we were doing and understood what we were doing and was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. What they're doing is is something we really need. And that was generally the feedback. So, you know, connecting with the, the events, people that are somewhat influential, we gave the influential people free memberships and asked them to tweet about it in, in exchange when they were there, which really, really helped. And at that time, Twitter was not as loud as it is today. So it was definitely a helpful thing. And then slowly but surely, you know, the intent behind everything too was this is a space where people are going to feel like they belong. This is a space where 
the ups and downs of startup life, the ups and downs of building a company, the ups and downs of all of that, that roller coaster that you deal with when building a company, this is a space where you have love and support around you when that's happening. You have resources around you. You walk into Koloft, you felt like a human being, not like a number. You really felt like you belonged to this family. So the intent of it is number one. And then connecting with those people, those events, and doing influential or uh, strategic partnerships and whatnot is really what helped build it. A hundred percent. I feel it's so funny as you talk about cool offs. I feel like you're talking about we are late tech. I'm like we operate from the same like totally. code. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And since then, you've transitioned. And I know this is about LA Tech Week, but one thing I want to share about your transition outside of the tech world is taking care of ourselves, our minds, our bodies. It's just like essential to be an amazing leader. And it's the first thing we sacrifice to lead, which is very interesting. And so when Cam transitioned into her new life, of course, she's become one of my closest friends. And there was a point a few years ago where I was just feeling really lost and flustered. And just, I just, I was going through, you know, the entrepreneurial hardship and she was doing all this great work with all these other people. And I was really apprehensive to work with her because we're friends and I didn't want to mix the two. I thought that was a little weird, but then I just got desperate. And I remember we were both speaking at an event feel it. it was like USC or something. I don't, was it USC? And she was vibrant and amazing and on top of it. And for me, I was dying inside. I looked on top of it, but inside I was falling apart to shambles. And we leave the event. We're walking outside to our cars. I'm like, I just have to tell you, do you think there's any way I could work with you? Like, I am not okay. And she said, look, let's just give it a shot. I promise you won't affect our friendship because I was really concerned about that. And we'll just see how it goes. And then she and I ended up working together for at least a year, if not more, a couple years. I mean, I feel like I still <laughs> reach out like she's my bat channel now. And, um, and she just helped me. It's like removing all the clutter so that I could reach my optimum potential, like clutter that I don't even know, mental an energetic clutter that I don't even know it's there in order for me to see through the fog and reach my full potential. It's amazing. And so as much as she's not in tech anymore, I think that she's an integral part of tech for any leader. Like she is a part of being a leader. And so I highly recommend you connect with Cam being in the tech world or otherwise, if you want to truly be your best self. I know that sounds so cheesy, but really that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah, if anyone feels called to explore what it might look like to release some of those, you know, clutters <laughs> or negative beliefs or limiting beliefs or whatever it might be, feel free to reach out. I also have a really beautiful community that I'm building called the Divine Feminine Community which is a community of, of women where we support each other, uplift each other. We have monthly Zoom calls. We have in-person gatherings. It's a really, really beautiful safe space to release whatever it is that you're holding on to, a safe space to let go. It truly is. I was just in one of her sessions the other day. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I didn't know I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> where can people connect with you? Instagram is best. I'm at cam underscore Kashani, C-A-M underscore K-A-S-H-A-N-I. You can send me a DM or whatever. Also, my website 
is camkashani.com. Cam, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Thank you. Being a part of this LA Tech Week episode. I, you know, I love you and appreciate you. I love you and appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. This is Cam Kashani. I'm an intuitive coach, inspirational speaker, and guide helping women become empowered by connecting to, to their divine feminine based in Beverly Hills. And you are listening to We Are LA Tech. So Expert Dojo, you've been doing Expert Dojo for a long time. To kick it off, go ahead, introduce yourself. Let everybody know a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am Brian McMahon. I am the founder of Expert Dojo. It's in Santa Monica, overlooking Third Street Promenade, like one block from the beach. And Expert Dojo, on some levels, is an accelerator, which means that we invest in early stage startups. And we kicked off around eight years ago which is why his priest is a long time because they're like serious dog years in LA. When I started this thing off, we weren't even looking at this. We were just totally focused on trying to find out why so many startups are failing. And it's so funny now looking at LA because it's so trendy and it's so cool. And there's so many awesome VCs coming in and they're going, oh my God, this place is great. But it wasn't always great and easy. And for years, people struggled and had a really difficult time. And when you and I were down here, and you were here way before me, but when we were here, it was really hard. And so my only interest wasn't really to become an investor or a VC or an accelerator or anything like that. It was to really understand the reasons behind early stage startup. And, you know, those early days when I started the dojo and we brought in lots of companies and we tried to study them and watch them and everything else, they really helped form the thesis of the accelerator we have today. And tell me about Expert Dojo and the accelerator. How do you show up for the community? We are real growth hackers and everybody we are with, everybody who's a part of the dojo, everybody who's around the dojo, they only care about one thing. And that's finding awesome founders who have a propensity for growth. And then we just, I don't know, smother them with it. And walk us through the process of being a part of Expert Dojo. You're based in Santa Monica. Do people come to a physical location or do they show up virtually? And what is the process and what do they experience going through the Expert Dojo Accelerator? So they used to, just right before COVID, we used to have folks coming over. We went virtual, immediately COVID came on board. And then we just started doing more and more international companies and just a stack of probably 40% American companies. But it allows us now to invest in all these companies and then they come into our program. Our program has got like, Five parts, right? So part number one is a four-week pure marketing boot camp. That's it. They come in at the beginning. They get taught vision through one of our just awesome strategist trainers. And we just work with them every single morning for the week. And we're looking to build up the enemy for the consumers. And we'll build up the epic insight. And we look at the market forces. And then we try to see how does that turn into a value stack? Like we bring in folks that will actually just build their business. And then the next week, we bring in one of the top um, branding specialists out of Southern California. They'll work with them for the whole week. They'll rebuild their entire branding. Next week, we'll do the same on personal branding. And then the following week, we'll do it and we'll build their entire marketing plan, again, by bringing in top marketing people. And then we have our investment team that will work with them for an entire three-year period. we got like four or five people under Isabel in our investment team. Um, then Sophie, um, who's our head of training and operations, she runs 
our entire, you know, everything that involves like supporting those companies to everything else. She puts together growth sessions, just pure growth sessions every single Friday for the individual startups. She also puts together the third part of it, which is mastermind groups. So we got mastermind groups for uh, growth hacking, mastermind groups for brand, mastermind groups for personal brand, like anything which is growth. We have a mastermind group dedicated to it. Um, and then we also have the strategy team as well, which is led by me. And then that way we just sit and we're looking like, how do we help you grow, 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 grow? And everything we're about is like, how do we get like two, 300% every single year for the companies until they get noticed? That's it. So yeah, it's, it's super intensive. How has ExpertDojo helped support the Los Angeles tech community? We're based in Los Angeles and we have a beautiful location in Los Angeles. And that location has probably hosted, I don't know, a thousand events, 800, a thousand events, definitely by far the most event-driven location everywhere, of which many of those events have been free and many of those events have supported local groups and everything else. I hope that our legacy to LA won't be, yeah, we provided nice events and we helped people and we were nice to people. I hope it'll be that we helped founders who otherwise would have been overlooked, just focused on hardcore growth principles. And tell me about the history of LA Tech Week. What do you remember in the years past of LA Tech Week? First of all, are you involved in this year's LA Tech Week? Yeah, we've been involved in every year. We have what was an old restaurant in the Santa Monica shopping mall on the top floor. It's four and a half thousand feet of beautiful balcony. There have been more events there than you can you can swing a cat at. So there's hardly a this and back in the time when we used to do it, like at the very start, you had lots of other event places that were great, like Cross Campus were awesome. And the guys or a general assembly were awesome and there was loads of folks but now there's hardly anyone so yeah we've been involved since the very beginning because we just had this great location and we were very open to doing it and but la has changed a lot so look when i first came when i first opened expert dojo i came on the heels of howard marks and howard marks i would maybe argue is one of the braver people in la and Start Engine was so hard. Like there was no, not look, it's super trendy now. Everybody's coming down. They're going, oh my God, we should support the ecosystem. But it's like they're helping the war effort and the war ended 10 years ago, right? Now everything's cool and awesome. So it's easy to come here. But when Howard started Start Engine, there was no one here. It was like Upfront and a couple of other funds who are way later up the funnel. And the vast majority of what they did had zero to do with LA. They just happened to like living here. And that was the end of their, their connection with the place. And Howard tried to do early stage startup, but it was so hard for that early stage space. They all stopped. They couldn't make it work. Howard has done amazing things since, but he'd be, and actually they got a good return on their fund, but he, he will also say it was unbelievably difficult because for most of the companies, they couldn't break through. So when I first started Expert Dojo, it was on the backdrop of literally there being very few successful anything in LA. And I knew it was going to be incredibly difficult. And what's your involvement in this coming LA Tech Week? Like last time around, I think we did two or three events while they did LA Tech Week. This time around, we're doing, we've, we have a ton of events at Expert Dojo, but we're hosting one ourselves, um, which will be our event, which is an influencer event on the Friday night. I think we've got like, I think we've got like, I don't know, seven, 800 RSVPs. Um, and then we're going to do a massive tennis tournament, which will just be for the VCs and the angels. And we'll bring in angels and VCs from all around the country into that. And they'll play that over in Loyola Marymount, which will be epic. My name is Brian McMahon. 
I am the founder of Expert Dojo. Expert Dojo are a accelerator venture capitalist in Santa Monica. We invest in early stage startups. And you are listening to We Are LA Tech. So I'm so excited to have Kyle, Ami, and Michelle, who were responsible for putting together LA Tech Week in 2021. It was amazing, even had a write-up in the New York Times. And so go ahead, Kyle, why don't you kick it off? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm uh, the founder of a company called Dive Chat. Our goal is to get people interacting in the real world uh, through communication and events tools. So that's what I do full time, but I also just love throwing events. My background is in putting together music festivals and drone races and everything in between. And so, yeah, putting together LA Tech Week last summer was an absolute blast. I'm Michelle. I'm a community builder based in San Francisco now, and I do marketing and consumer social. Uh, very similar to Kyle, have done co-living and events and really just enjoy bringing people together. Hey, uh, my name is Ami, uh, very similarly to Kyle and Michelle. I do a lot of events and experiences and co-living and, and so forth. I um, just love bringing people together. Currently working on a company called Versi, where we're empowering non-traditional pathways. Super excited to talk more about LA Tech Week again. And okay, so the three of you together put on the most amazing energy LA had seen in a while for LA Tech Week 2021. Whose idea was this? How did it come about? Tell us all the things. Who wants to kick it off? Yeah, so it was definitely an accident. All three of us were actually living together in a co-living house at the time in uh, near West Hollywood. And basically, we came in on night three of this co-living house. We decided to throw this dinner. And it ended up intending to be a 12-person dinner. It ended up being a 75-person happy hour. This is right after kind of COVID was calming down for the first time. And there was just such an incredible energy in the air that night. And even that first evening, three nights into our time in LA at the very beginning of May, we realized that this ecosystem was having a moment and we wanted to help support that. And so we, on that very first uh, kind of happy hour that we had thrown together, decided to announce that we were going to throw LA Tech Week in just a few weeks. And we were fortunate to have some people from Launch House, some people uh, from several startups in the ecosystem that kind of all rallied together to offer up their community spaces to help make it uh, a reality. And then the three of us did everything we could to help promote it. And we were just fortunate to have the community support us and help us get the word out and generate so much excitement in such a short period of time. And that's the, the very short version of, again, what kicked off a crazy six-week planning period where we, again, ended up throwing you know eight official events and, and dozens of unofficial events in uh, that week last June. Let's start with the end and then we'll go back to, to what it took to get there. What was the end result of what you had created? I, I mentioned right when we started, you got featured in the New York Times, which is insane. Tell us about that and about the other end results, how many people showed up. What else can you share with us? Yeah, so we ended up throwing eight official events, dozens of unofficial events throughout the city. We ended up working with Taylor Lorenz, who was at the New York Times at that time, uh, to put a piece together on the LA community and highlighting LA Tech Week specifically. We had thousands of individual people show up across the different events. We had several events with hundreds of people. Uh, our opening night that first Monday was an incredible energy in the air with everything from or everyone from investors to founders to creators and influencers all in the same space really with no intention other than to meet one another and to brainstorm and ideate how to kind of build up the LA ecosystem. And so that's what was most incredible to, to me is just seeing kind of there was like no 
ulterior motives. Everyone who really was there to just have a great time, connect and, and build community. And where did Ami and Michelle come into the production of everything? Michelle and Ami were absolutely essential in, in everything, honestly, from initial distribution to ideation. Michelle helped tremendously with graphics and making everything honestly feel professional. We, again, turned around a website in just a couple of weeks uh, that I think really kind of set a tone and pace for everything. And It did. I remember it was like an amazing hype site. <laughs> Absolutely. And Ami was pulling every connection in the book to make sure that we had incredible people at these events, that we, again, made sure there was enough kind of big names that were coming in to excite people, uh, as well as he was helping us source venues. He was working with a different company called Together at the time and ended up being able to pull a lot of connections from there. So honestly, it really was just like all three of us coming together. And, and I definitely could not have done it without Michelle and Ami. They were as essential and integral as imaginable. And Michelle, what kind of founders or relationships did you sync with that really inspired you at the time? I remember you worked on the female founder lunch, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, you are correct. So that was kind of a singular event that I found very impactful, just bringing together around 30 amazing uh, female founders, investors, you know, in a really just, you know, inclusive and uplifting environment. Um, and even on the qualitative side, I know Kyle, you know, touched on a, a ton of numbers, um, but just seeing kind of the revival of the LA tech ecosystem, you know, natives that were celebrating um, the serendipity and the quality of people um, in Los Angeles. And so, you know, it was kind of this very serendipitous and very uplifting environment that brought together some of the, you know, brightest and most kind and inspirational people here in Los Angeles. And Ami, what really impacted you in being part of the planning for LA Tech Week 2021? Yeah, I think um, we were pretty new to the LA ecosystem. And so being able to be like so well received um, by the LA Tech community was just amazing. Um, and being able to uh, just, yeah, be around all these people who were kind, genuine, um, and really trying to kind of create an amazing impact within LA and, and beyond was um, just an amazing feeling. To coordinate that. So I asked someone else on this episode, I'd love to ask the three of you, what is community? And the reason I asked that and, and the motive behind it is some people come to me and they want to create community, but they feel like, Esprit, I don't have a network or I don't know anyone or I don't know what to do. And so they feel like they're not enough to create community. What are your thoughts on creating community? I'll start with you, Michelle. What do you think it takes to create community? Yeah, I think it really comes down to one thing, and that is a reason to care and to look out for one another. There's this analogy that I really like using, which is an airplane, meaning you know you have all these people come together to go from destination A to destination B, but an airplane is not a community versus you know a tribe or a you know communal environment. Um, people look out for each other. And I think the biggest thing with building community is uniting people uh, with a common reason, with a common kind of goal or mission. Um, and it doesn't, you know, mean that you need to have the largest network or the best network. I think it really just comes down to what do people care about and what will you unite people around? I love that. And Ami, how about you? What does community mean to you? Yeah, I think um, backing off Michelle, just like people who, who share like values or missions or goals or interests and, and so forth. Um, people who like 
align and gather uh, because of those reasons is essentially what community means to me. You know, like she said, it really doesn't matter what like networks look like or who you're connected to as much. It's really just like having a sense of belonging and um, being being at home a lot of times. So um, yeah, super super just love being invested in these kinds of communities. And Kyle, you have a community company. How important is it to have a community gathering in person versus digital? <laughs> well, the whole thesis of Dive Chat and what I'm building uh, with an incredible team is getting people together in person. I certainly understand the value of online communities, but I think there's a special type of serendipity that occurs when people interact in the real world. There's a certain type of energy in the air that I don't think is quite replicable in an online environment. And so when it comes to bringing people together in person, you create these moments that can in literally less than an hour change someone's life. And that's one of the things I was most proud of with LA Tech Week was seeing founders find investment, early stage founders find co-founders and early team members, influencers finding companies they want to support and help you know distribute for, and, and so many amazing moments. And I think replicating that in a digital environment is certainly uh, possible, but it is it's much more challenging. Whereas uh, one of my favorite things is when it comes to in-person events is everyone is just a human at the end of the day. Everyone is there and it kind of evens the playing field, whether someone is, again, a extremely early stage founder with just an idea or has raised tens of millions of dollars and is, you know, an, or an exited founder or whatever else, like in person, everyone can just go up to anyone at an event, say hi and, and build a relationship based off of not what they've done, but who they are as a person. You had just moved to LA when you created LA Tech Week, practically. I think you were only here a couple months. Um, how connected do you think someone needs to be when they're taking on an undertaking? What did it take you in order to make LA Tech Week the, the success that it was? I think the answer is a community. I would not have been able to do it myself. Uh, we, Michelle, myself, and Ami, together kind of reached into our networks, both in LA and beyond. That was one of the other special things as well as having people that weren't even in the city uh, offer to either fly in and help with events or offer financial support or whatever it might be. And so I think really, again, I knew no one. We, we announced LA Tech Week literally three days after we moved to LA. All of us having, again, never lived in LA before, having no network whatsoever. I actually had less than 50 followers on Twitter when we were first announcing it. And so uh, I really think that, you know, you need this beating heart for a community and then you can build the, the body, the brain, all of the other pieces of this kind of living being afterwards. Uh, and that really ties into what I think Michelle said really well, which is again, that like mission and vision. And that can start with even just a single person or a group of five friends or whatever that might be. But that's really all you need to begin the process of building an incredible community. Uh, and we also had the amazing support of the existing LA Tech community. And, and that is really what enabled us to so rapidly, uh, you know, spread the word is that we weren't creating community, but rather, you know, reviving a community post COVID that already existed and was already, uh, you know, so strong in many ways. And last question, what suggestion would the three of you give us just being in LA to continue to, you know, drive momentum into the city when we don't have, you know, these venture capitalists flying into town every week. So after this LA Tech Week 2022, how do we keep the momentum going? What do the three of you suggest? Um, yeah, I, I'd say I think, you know, events and, and meetups don't have to need, you know, thousands of sponsorship dollars. You know, I think 
at the end of the day, every human craves social connection. And there's so many ways to either bring people together in a casual manner, an intimate manner, if anything, they could be better places to really, you know, meet people and get to know them. And so, uh, you know, I think my advice, even after LA Tech Week is make note of the people that you meet, um, you know, feel free to host your own meetups and take that initiative to put yourself out there because people want, want to come, people want to meet others. And even if it's not in a very grand or very, you know, large manner, um, those connections still matter. Yeah, I think the most important thing is just having regular meetups and, and hangouts and, and really making sure that you're just building personal relationships, especially one-on-one with people in the ecosystem and not being afraid to, as Michelle said, throw events even at a smaller scale. Like one of the most incredible things about Los Angeles is the abundance of things to do and different types of activities. So it doesn't have to be a traditional like happy hour networking event. It can be a beach meetup or a hike or going to a concert together. But really, you know, having more people in the LA ecosystem, putting things out there publicly, I think is going to be going to be what's so key and what has enabled, I think, the Los Angeles ecosystem to thrive is lowering those kind of barriers of exclusivity and opening up more events to more people earlier on in their careers or in their, uh, you know, personal lives and things like that. So, you know, I'm just excited to see post kind of LA Tech Week this summer is obviously going to serve as a resurgence of energy and then making sure that, you know, all sorts of community builders open up their spaces and and kind of bring people together regularly. I love that. And Ami, you're amazing at creating digital energy in between all the in-person gathering. What suggestions do you have about digital communication with everyone? I just, I always feel so loved when you reach out. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think think a couple of things to note. I think the first thing is like, you know, staying connected on socials and texting and so forth is pretty obvious. Um, But I think like always just like pinging people, saying, how are you? Checking in on people is super important. And I think uh, that's super underrated and something that like is really helpful for like Kyle and Michelle were saying, um, building personal connections and so forth. I think also um, creating like mini group chats and sub communities is, is amazing. So um, if you meet amazing people within the LA Tech ecosystem or at LA Tech Week and so forth that um, kind of maybe same share the same values or mission or industry or, or whatever it may be, maybe you go to the same exact event, uh, maybe create a group chat with them and see, you know, like where that takes you. And maybe eventually you'll do another meetup with that group again and have like some con- kind of consistent um, community activation uh, as well. But I think there are a lot of different ways to kind of stay connected. I think those are like a couple of ways. But yeah, definitely highly encouraged to staying connected digitally. I think a lot of people also are um, come in and out of LA and, and always are excited about LA ecosystem. Um, and so it's really great to just stay connected. Um, but yeah. And Ami, where can people get in touch with you? My at on Twitter is at Ami Yoshimura uh, underscore. So you can find me there. And Kyle, where can people connect with you? The best place for me is my Twitter at Kyle Brastrom, K-Y-L-E-B-R-A-S-T-R-O-M. Same here on Twitter. My at is Michelle E. Fang, F-A-N-G. Hey there, it's Kyle Brastrom, the founder and CEO of Dive Chat, where we're enabling real world experiences through powerful community and event tools. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. This is Michelle Fang. I'm a community builder and consumer social marketer. Um, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. Hey, all, my name is Ami Yoshimura. I'm building Versi, where we're empowering non traditional people. 
I'm based between LA and New York, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Go to la-techweek.com to get all the details. The week kicks off with .LA, the Founder's Guide, and then we go to the official Tech Week welcome party by A16Z, Graycroft, and Mac VC. DoorDash founding story by Pear VC. Time to build Los Angeles by A16Z with so many amazing speakers from the top venture capitalists in the world. We have the official closeout party by Mantis VC and Chapter One. Then Sunday, We Are LA Tech and Bioscience LA are co-hosting a live podcast and brunch called LA Tech Community Builders with featured leaders from Launch House, Grid 110, Brex, AR House, Growth Hacks, Creator Now, Beehive, Morning Brew, and SoCal Alliance. It is going to be such an inspiring event. Look forward to seeing you there. Remember, go to la-techweek.com to get all the details. And remember to follow at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, hashtags LongLA, hashtag LA Tech Week. And I will see you in the next episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.